are back. Brent Cassidy, Jose Ponce here on the Getting Right Show. We have a special, special guest today. As we promised everyone that we were going to bring in the real deal, the, the, the reality of the industry, Brent, right? We wanted to bring experts. The expert, K. Roberts. The expert, K. Roberts. K. Roberts, welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. How does it feel to be interviewed on our second podcast show, you got to, you, you know, that's putting a lot of weight on us here, right? I know. I'm a little nervous about this. <laughs> I mean, I've never been like the second, you know, to be introduced into the whole program. So, well, I tell you what, we're excited to have you, Kay. You're bringing a vast knowledge of information of the business, the industry. Uh, you know, I got to tell you right off the bat, there's something that Kay and I share. Oh, we, I think I know we, this. Go and ahead. We, we, we care for it very dearly, and that's our birthday. Yes. We share the same birthday. That's very special. So this is why we wanted to make sure she was either the first exactly. or the second guest. That's right. I'm just to a be little bit older than him. Just, just, just by a, a fraction. Smidge. Just, yeah. just a smidge. A smidget. Yeah. Exactly. A smidget. Yeah. A smidget. Exactly. <laughs> Our show is being brought to you by Homestead Financial. Homestead Financial is a great organization that really patronizes Remax Gold and its agents consistently. Throughout our, uh, you know, our, our um, commitments here with the organization, and we're always happy to have them. You know, I can never speak highly enough of them, but they're a great organization. And you've done some work with them before, right? I you've have. done some stuff with Greg, right? They're uh, fantastic. And what the great thing about them, too, is, you know, no matter what you throw at them, they're going to do whatever they can and work their best to help your clients out. You know, there's been a few challenging clients, unfortunately, <laughs> that we've had to pass on. Some are, some are a breeze, and others have a little bit more challenge, but they never give up. And they keep working until they can accomplish the goal. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, they're let's, good people. Let's get right into the mix, Brent. What do you think? I think it's good, Jose. Let's go. Let's go. We're gonna Q, we're gonna Q and A you. Yikes. Okay. okay. <laughs> we're gonna ask you some really in depth questions. Deep, oh, no. but no crying. No crying. We can't cry. Although <laughs> okay. this business allows us uh, to have definitely emotional changes within the hour of yes. maybe one every five minutes. We can be a different person because <laughs> that's how crazy this industry is. But please, Kay, without further ado, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having we me. We definitely want to understand who Kay Roberts is, how long Kay Roberts has been in the business, how long Kay Roberts has dealt with the real estate industry, whether it be good or bad. I know you and I, we, you've been going on this for 20 years now, right? Yes. This is uh, her 20-year 20, 20 reunion yeah, base or her a, anniversary, should basically. should be a big party somewhere. And I, I, I need to say this, though, because she's also one of the longer tenured agents with the organization. She's been with us since 2005. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, we have your resume. We have your bio, but I want to hear from you. Tell us about yourself. Well, once upon a time, I was a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I loved homes. That's right. I loved homes. I love beautiful homes. Um, no, I actually, uh, my background has always been sales and customer service. So, you know, real estate always seemed to be kind of a hit for me. You know, I just, um, actually, I got into it when um, I was in the, the cell phone business, Gundaker was one of my biggest accounts. So I'd go to all their rallies and get all jazzed up. I'd see all these people all excited about getting into real estate. And I was like, well, I want to try this. I want to see what this is all about. And, you know, um, my husband and I had just, uh, you know, we were dating at the time. And he's like, do it. If this is what you want to do, you know, you Jump go to in. school, I'll pay the bills. And I'm like, well, can't ask for anything better than that. So, um, so then I got licensed and, you know, just went from there. But, you know, I just think the, 
the customer service background, I think, helps in real estate so much, too, because, you know, it's not just about selling a house. It's about taking care of people, and it's about making sure that things work good for them. And, you know, that's where that background was good. You know, the right. sales part, I don't like to just blow and go and, you know, get lines or get, you know, units or this or that. You know, I want to stay there, and I want to help, and I want to take Certainly. care of them. So real estate was a good fit. All right, excellent. How, yeah. how, what made you transition into? How did you do it? What did you do? The reason why I ask is because you know, and and one of our questions into our interview process with you, Kay, because of your experience, you know, I want you to say, hey, if I knew, if if I had to go and 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 give advice to the Kay that started in the industry, you know, now with everything you've learned, I want to know all that. So, what? How did you transition into from sales into the mobile or uh, the seller industry, right, mm -hmm. to real estate. Well, we just said, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm taking my test. I'm going to do it. Did you do it part-time? Did you do it full-time? How did you transition in? I went into it full-time right away, and it was just one of those, you know, I, I did the classes, did, you know, got my license, and then I was just, you know, I, I tried to do everything I could, you know, take the classes that you can take, do any of the trainings you can take, make sure you're at the meetings that you can go to, you know, all the things that a company offers to kind of get you started, you have to pay attention to that, you know, and, and I think that's the biggest thing that I would tell somebody now, too, is like, you know, take advantage of the resources that are given to you, because they're there for a reason, you know, they don't just do it just to take up your time, they do it because it's going to help you make better use of your time as you go along. I think that's one of the really cool things about Kay is, is that she's been in the business for so long, but she's always at anything that we have as a company. And she's, she's trying to get what the next little nugget, the next bit that she can push into her business. And so she's always evolving. It's not like Kay's not uh, one of those people that says, Nope, I've always done it this way. Not going to change. And, that's I think part of this business is is that you you have to keep stepping into it even if it doesn't really feel that comfortable mm -hmm. you know that you got to keep evolving I think that's what Kay's done really well and Kay's really great at I mean it's we're here talking to Kay about her business but the the other thing that Kay's been really great about is she helps other agents with their business and you know she's not just helping clients but we have new people come in and Kay's always there to help mentor, ask questions, help people along their business. And I think that's, that's fantastic. That, that's a testament to her and her yeah. character and her, and her, honestly, her credibility. Uh, you know, she's been a, you know, Kay's always been an influencer when it comes to helping out and making sure that agents that come on board within our organization, you know, uh, for the most part, to make sure they settle in. And if they have any questions, she's always had an open door policy. So we always love that. You know, Kay, you're, you're, Kay's like the, the, Oracle of the agency yeah. when it comes to agents and training and, you know, any questions, he's always been there. But now you've heard us talk about, you know, in our meetings about rehumanization. We talked it and we brought it up in our last meeting. What are you right now because of the industry and the way the direction of the industry is going with all technology? I mean, everything you can do is at your phone and your fingertips to your phone. What would you what would you advise agents right now when it comes to rehumanization, right? What do you advise them to continue to, or, or maybe not forget to do, right? What do you think about that? I kind of think it's going back to the basics. You know, I mean, there is the nice thing that we do have all this technology at our fingertips. We have everything, you know, everything is so instantaneous. But I think you have to remember that not everybody is at the same level as you are as far as technology, not me by any means, but, you know, but... It, you have to remember that, go back to the basics, you know, call people, 
send them a note, send them a, you know, send them, even if you send them a text, you know, and say, hey, I was thinking about you today. You know, don't, everything can't be just, you know, point and click or whatever, you know, it has to be, you know, make sure that you're reaching out to them in a way that maybe nobody else is, you know, mm-hmm. and make sure that you are paying attention to them and, and giving them that extra little nudge or send them that card or, you know, just everybody wants to know that they were thought about. Everybody wants to know you care about them. And, you know, if you can if you can let them know that and don't get so caught up in all the technology stuff and all the time, but kind of introduce that to them too. It's like, you know, okay, I'm reaching out to you, but look at what I can do for you now that I have all this at my fingertips, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like kind of just bringing yourself back, you know, to, to the basics sometimes too. Kind of just the mix of the old-fashioned with the new so that, you, right. you know, the old-fashioned becomes new because a lot of people aren't doing the old-fashioned. They're not doing the cards or the reach-out that – you can't do with, you know, point and clicking on your on your computer. But exactly. I think that's why that probably stands out more now. Mm-hmm. From your point of view to shifting to, let's say, now your clients, your customers, right, your prospects, mm-hmm. you know, I think we find ourselves always trying to find the simplest way possible to access them. Mm-hmm. And to your point, you know, you, you just got to go back to the basics. Right. What, do, what do you do now, Kay? What is it that you do that stands up, that, that stands you out from your competing agents, right? What do you do? What is it that you, you say, this is my go-to uh, basic, simple process of making sure that I'm constantly in front of my clients uh, or perhaps, you know, it's, it's you know, a, a, a niche that you have that brings, right, that, that stands out. What is that? You know, and we like to call that the getting it right moment, right? right. Exactly. What is Kay's getting it right? What is it that you do that you've learned over the years of the 20 years of the business to make sure your clients are constantly making sure you're, you're, you know, you're at the front page of their clients' needs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a lot of it is just making sure that they know that they are still important to you. You know, after the fact, you know, it's not that – things end when you close, you know, it continues on from there, you know, and I know we've talked about that before, too. It's like, you know, you don't, you know, that's the most important time is that once you're closed, you can still continue on with that relationship. Because a lot of people, you know, and, and we all have great plans. And sometimes, unfortunately, they don't go, you know, as well as we had had planned. But, you know, we have situations where, you know, we want to keep in touch with each other, we make such great friends during this process. And then we want that to keep that going. You know, and I think you just have to make sure that you stay on top of that. You have to make sure that you you are making those calls, you are sending those notes. I mean, I have a, a snail mail process per se that I do. You know, I have a postcard system that I send out to my key clients on a regular basis, on a monthly basis and stuff like that. You know, so that's one way to keep in touch. But that can't be the only way, you know. And, and I have to keep reminding myself of that all the time too because you have to keep – Call, make the calls, make, send the notes, make sure that you're, and, you know, and do the networking and make sure that you're not afraid to tell people, you know, let people know about me, let people know that I can help them, you know, because sometimes they forget, you know, they know that, you know, that you're Brent or you're Jose, but they don't know that you can, they forget that you're in the real estate business and that you can help people. You know, so you just have to constantly remind them of that. That's a great yeah, point, right? It is. I mean, we, we you know, Brendan and I have discussed over the past that, you know, the hard work really begins when that deal closes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just like you said right now, right? You know, yeah, once it closes, it's great. But, you know, you want to make sure that you stay in front of those clients at all times. So what do you do? You, the real work starts after that deal closes. I saw you know? an interesting statistic the other day that 92% of the people – after a, a transactions happen, we'll give you a referral, but only 11% ask. Mm-hmm. 
So there's a huge gap. We have 92% that say, oh, my gosh. So, you know, that's the other part of it is, is that, you know, what Kay's talking about, I think she's, she has a system that she works off of. So she, she blocks in to make sure that these things happen so they don't get lost in the shuffle, which yeah. is important. It is important. And, and again, it's letting people know that you care, you know, and being that resource for people. I know we've talked about that before, Jose, where, you know, you just, you want to be the go-to person. You want them to call you when they need a painter or right. a, a, a one-stop shop. Exactly. Exactly. And you want them always coming back to you and always thinking that, you know, I've had clients say that too. They're like, I didn't know what to do. And it was something crazy. Like they needed a sign for something and they're like, oh, well, we knew Kay would know what to do. So, you know, you want to be that person. Yeah. It, I, I always bring up Zappos. Uh-huh. I always bring up Zappos. And every time we talk, and you and I had this talk before, Brent, yeah. you know, what is the ideal customer service, right? What is the ideal customer service? Well, it's when you're helping somebody actually, in, in this case with Zappos, they're a shoe company, online shoe company. That's all they do is they sell, they sell shoes. Mm-hmm. But you can literally call there and they can help you order a pizza, they can help you find an electrician. They don't care. You're calling them. They want your attention. So they want you to, they want you to call them. And it, it might not be for shoes, right. but they'll do their best to help you as best you can. That's the ideal customer service. It's a one-stop shop. You want them to say, you know what? Next time I'm going to go to Zappos and buy my shoes there because guess what? They're very open to assisting me in all my needs. And that's the mindset of a, of a true business operator in the real estate industry. You want to be top of mind. You want to be a one-stop shop, and you really want to service above and beyond that client. Would yeah, you agree? Uh, absolutely. And I, I think that's, you know, you've always said, Jose, to, to be the personal concierge. Uh, and I think that's what Kay's talking about is that somebody is close enough to you to f- just call you and say, hey, do you know somebody that does this or does that? And if they think that you're the person that can get them that, then that keeps you top of mind for everything else that's going on in their life. Absolutely. Well, and there's a lot of people, too, that you, you have to realize what you're working towards, too. It, it may not be that particular transaction you're on right there. You know, like um, I've had some people that wanted to do rentals, and, you know, a lot of people don't like to do those because it may be not a high-dollar thing for them. But that rental, taking the time to take care of that person in that given moment could bring sure. five other people to you. Yeah. You know, because they knew that you cared and you took care of them. I had one client that she said she called like five or five or six agents and nobody called her back when they found out it was a rental. I was the only one that called her back. Wow. And I ended up helping her family and then she referred me to another family and, you know, and it went from there. And, you know, but I, you know, and I have a situation I'm working with right now where, you know, the, the initial transaction really isn't, you know, it's not something that I'm going to be able to pay off my house with by any means, but, you know, it could be something that, I'm able to help this person, and if that can let them go into the next thing, then it's going to help everybody. Yeah, so. service and relationships is what that is. Exactly. That's what we're in the people business, right? right. This is, you know, yes, we are we are selling homes, we're selling an inventory, but at the end of the day, your main client is that client, right? That main person that's buying, that purchaser, that seller, and they might not be purchasers or sellers at that very moment, but they open the door to other another sphere, their exactly. sphere, right? You know, I always wanted to bring something up because Kay and I were having this conversation the other day and it just, to me, it it represents what Kay thinks and does in her mind about different situations she's in. So she was talking about a condo that, that and I'll just let you explain it because I just thought, Kay, it was such a, a great idea. And 
I don't know that even of all the people who have done this in this world of condos and sales and all this, that it's one of those slap your, you know, your forehead and say, oh, well, of course that's, a, but can you share what that was? Sure. Um, well, and you know, we're all getting things in the mail right now for people that are wanting to buy our homes, but mm -hmm. we're not really, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not really the seller that's having to reach out to people. It's the buyers that are having to say, hey, do you want to sell your home? Do you want to do this? Well, I had a particular seller that he didn't want to be on the market. You know, he has some health concerns, and he did not want a bunch of people coming through his home. And he he asked, you know, we talked a little bit. We found out that he couldn't purchase without selling first. So I went through and I looked at the other owners in the condo complex to see if there was maybe somebody else that might want to add to their investment portfolio. So, you know, I sent some letters out and basically said that, you know, I have a seller that's wanting to sell and, you know, he doesn't want to go on the open market. Would you be interested? And I heard back from one person. And he and we've been working on that now, too. And, you know, just trying to it's like a different way of going on the approach that, right. you know, why not reach out? Why not see if there's somebody else that might be out there? And it's, you know, it's a little longer process and it's a little bit more, into, you know, hands on to do. But it's worth it because right. now we're in a position that we're going to be able to get him, his home sold the way he wanted it sold. Mm -hmm and move him on to the next place that he wants to go to. That's a perfect Isn't example of uh, rehumanization. It, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the perfect example of rehumanization, yeah. right? Because it's an untraditional way to take care of a client, and you did it, yeah. right? So that's, perfect. that's excellent. I love it. I, 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 want, I need to bring up the, the obvious, right? The obvious. So let's talk about Zillow. <laughs> Zillow. <laughs> I, I had it. I'm going to do it again. We had it. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. That is good. So, as you know, Zillow went after the purchase market and went and acquired 7,000 homes. Turns out Zillow reanalyzed re things. I'm not going to speak on, on on what I understand what the sources are saying out there, but it's my understanding they're unloading now 7,000 homes, right? This shows, and I want your, your opinion, okay? This shows that this industry is truly not a complete automation. Or, you know, it's not just done on a computer or a system. The, the, the analytical information that Zillow provides is 100% not 100% accurate. Correct. Does that make sense? <laughs> because if they went off maybe their estimate, I don't know. Or maybe they were trying to fluff the numbers, I don't know. But the reality is it shows a perfect, a, a monster, right? David and Goliath here, right? Us as agents against Goliath, which is Zillow. Zillow tried to step on and say, hey, we're going to take over and conquer this market. And they realized very, very quickly that they couldn't do it. What are your thoughts about that? What do you think about that? What do you think Zillow, how does Zillow play into what we do for a living? I think the part that I, I never want anybody to fail, but in this case, you know, I think it's a realization that you can't take the humanization out of it. You can't take the hands-on. You can't take the, you know, the people that are going to be there at your fingertips when you need them. You know, you can't take that out of this industry and expect to succeed. You know, you can't just automate everything. You know, you still have to have a go-to person. You still have to have people that are willing to step out of the box and do this and do that. Because otherwise, you know, it it does fail, you know. And you can't just, 
you just can't automate everything and expect it to succeed. So, I, I find it incredible as as people, you know, in our industry, you know, look at as as Zillow as a, a strong market provider mm-hmm. for lead generation for in you know uh, advisement to their clients and saying, hey, go look at see it, look it up on Zillow, or if you find something, let me know. I find it to be such a disturbance in our industry because they're not 100% accurate, right. Brent. They're right. not. They're not 100% accurate. And, yes, they, they, they've done really well with the lead gen, and they've, they've mm-hmm. really built an, an empire when it comes to that. But that shows us also that they can't cross-tread or they can't move over to what we actually do. Right. And why is that is because we control the database. We control the client relationship. Would you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We control that, Right. We have the interacting with the clients, and that's something they will never be able to do off of a system. Right. Right. They need us. I will tell people this. They need us more than we really need them. Now, moving forward, because we're talking about Zillow, we're talking about all these online platforms now that are coming to fruition, that are coming in and saying, hey, we can do a real estate job. We can save clients tons and tons of money, which, again, not 100% accurate. I think people are misleading and not reading into the fine print. This is, you know, real estate, and I would say this myself, it's a very stressful scenario because your clients and people are making the biggest investment of their life. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're making the biggest investment of your life, which is your home, your Mm -hmm. first home, your second home, or your forever home, I don't think you want to just have it related to a computer and a number. Right. I think you want to make sure you have somebody that you can dial in and say, hey, Kay, how's everything going? Or, Kay, listen, I just got a call from the lender. What can we do about this, this, or that? Right? There's that human interaction that you need, that confidence of that real estate professional that's going to show you and give you the right direction and get you to the table, right, to either buy your home or sell your home. And the problem is in, in, our, in our current economy, in our industry, everybody's trying to simplify a process. But unfortunately, or fortunately to us, they will never be able to simplify because we still need that human interaction exactly. in yeah. that transaction. Yeah. Right? It, it actually rhymes. Human interaction <laughs> in with that, that transaction. transaction. I love it. Love it. <laughs> I'll let you Maybe keep that one. Maybe we can start rapping that. I, I need to pen. Throw need some more music on. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, we're here with Kay Roberts. She's doing a great job. You're, you're, you're honestly, Kay. You're, you're, you, you know, I'm very, I'm, I'm always excited to talk to you, but more so now because it's going to be great to have other people really listen to your success story. And you know, it, it, you bring so much to the table. Not only just experience, but everything you've done to build your business. You know, we we've gone through the recession together, right? Uh, we we went through that. And, and yet here we are, and you're continuing to grow year after year. What does 2022 look like for you? I think it's, I, of course, I'm hoping and expecting it to be a great year as well. And, you know, but I'm kind of, when we talk about going back to the basics, there's certain things that I'm starting to work out in my plan to kind of go back to the basics again, make sure that I'm doing the things that are making sense, make sure I'm doing the things that are keeping in touch with people, you know, come up with a better plan, you know, because... It's, I, I have this realization check, you know, this reality check every now and then, you know, I'll go back through like my postcard list, you know, and 
make sure that I, the addresses are still correct. Mm-hmm. And then I find out that maybe somebody sold without me. And then, you know, it's kind of that rude awakening where you're like, well, why do you think that happened? Well, when was the last time you talked to him? <laughs> well, but I sent him a postcard, right. you know, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter that you just sent that. You have to, you know, so that's a lot of my plan for this next year is just to make sure, you know, time blocking I always used to laugh at. I'm like, who does that? Well, you have to, you know, you have to do that. I want to be that person that is doing that now because it does make sense and you, it keeps you more accountable. It keeps you more structured. And I, you know, I'll give you an example of something that happened. What, uh, I, I think, Kay, you, maybe you and I were talking about this, but the, um, time blocking is something that is really good from the standpoint that there's things that could come up, but if you do the things that you least want to do early in the morning it it, it tends to help your day further out because we're doing this uh julie my wife and i are doing this workout thing and it's 21 days to fit so we got there on on saturday and we're like i kind of like to watch the football game i don't really feel like going down and doing that fit thing so we put it off and it kind of messed up the whole day because we ended up doing like four or five in the afternoon and it's like now that would have been better to do in the morning right get it all out of the way so time blocking for so many reasons is good because it pushes you into maybe doing something that you would put off but if you time block it you know you're going to hit it and then you feel better about that once it's over, and it affects your day in a positive way. So it, it's it's that analogy, right? You're only as good as your weakest link. Yeah, right. right. And you're a business owner. You're a company, right? And you wear many hats in your company. And in some cases, picking up the phone might not be your best, uh, you know, uh, attribute to your business. Or maybe it's it's your organization. Maybe it's it's your planification of your business. There's so many things that in, in a business owner, you know, when you're an, in, you know, you're, you're a business owner that you real, you really wear many hats, you almost have to di- decipher, as Brent just mentioned, you know, I'm going to do the things that I just got to knock out, even though I don't like to do them, I got to get them out. That way, the rest of the day, I'm solid. I feel like I accomplished it yeah. as much as I didn't want to do it. Because guess what? As agents, we battle that every day. Yeah, We battle that every day, right? But here's, here's where I bring out the drum roll. Here's where I bring out the drum roll, because I definitely want you to answer this. <laughs> oh, that's not even our drum roll. Never mind. But that was like... But it was close. Pa, da, pa. I'll find it. But Kate, I asked, how's you, how do you look at 2022, right? Where are you with your business plan? How do you see your business plan for 2022? You mean like, do I have it in writing yet? (laughs) (laughs) And there's the question. It's it's close. It's up here. And uh, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, like I was saying with the business plan, you know, I have a lot of things that I'm starting to work on now, scheduling now, you know, um, in fact, Frank and I were just talking about this yesterday. I want... I want to plan a monthly plan of what I'm doing and how I'm touching people and what I'm going to do. But I want that now. I want to know next November. Yeah. I want to know today what I'm going to do next November to make sure I'm reaching out to these people, you right. know, and whether it's a pop by, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a whatever, you know, I want that plan in place. And that's part of, you know, that's, that's working with that business plan, and, you know, to, and to we were that. talking about this at our agents meeting and, you know, business plan gets like, a, eh, it's kind of icky. People don't like, eh, yeah, I like, I got the business plan. But I think if you look at it like it's a scorecard, it's a scoreboard, right. then you're playing the game. And and I think people need to flip the 
the script on business plan. It's your what you're talking about, Kay, is you're wanting to keep score of what you're doing. You want to you want to turn the scoreboard on so by the end of the week you're saying yes or need to bring that up a little bit. And I think that the the scoreboard planning allows you to be in the game, keep score, and it, it allows the CEO of your business not to get fired by the agent. The agent, a lot of times, will take over the CEO role and, and fire the CEO. And the CEO sit over here and say, no, no, these are the things that make you money. <laughs> these are the money plays. But by not having a scoreboard and not having it on, on on, then the agent's just out there just doing what he wants to do. And without the scoreboard on, you get to the end of the month, it's like, yeah, I was going to get to that. But scoreboard and whatnot, I'll just go to the next month. <laughs> Move on to the next. And it happens. We, we tend to be in that mindset sometimes, right? I think, you know, talking about who our, 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 our show sponsor is for today, but Greg uh, Atiev, right, who we, yeah, you know, with, with um, Homestead Financial, you know, he made a comment to me, you know, a few weeks back, and, and it was really relatively talking about the industry and how it's moving, which I find it very interesting as well. But, you know, in essence, if you're not prepared, you're not ready. Just real simple. And it, it, we've heard it all the time, and it's so simple to say. It's like, hey, listen, if you're not prepared, you're not ready. And it, It's a good because, statement, though, isn't it? But, it's, but if you really identify it, man, it's impactful. It's mm -hmm. very impactful. If you're, not, you know, if you're not prepared, you're not ready. So as a business, do you think Nike is ready? Do you think they're prepared? Right? Do you think these major corporations don't look at themselves five years out the road? You know, and, and why I'm bringing that up is because, okay, year after year, you keep producing, you keep mm -hmm. doing what you do, right? But what does what can your clients at this point now, because of the way the economy is going and our industry is going, what can your clients expect from you, right? What can they expect from you? Well, I would think that they can continue to expect me to have them top of mind. They're going to be the ones that, I mean, they, they drive, they're my motivator, yeah. you know, they're, they're the ones that drive me. They're, they're my inspiration. You know, it's always that, what's your why, you know? Well, I mean, you know, yeah, we all, you know, we all need to pay our bills. We all need to, you know, put gas in our cars and everything else. But, you know, my why is that person that, that brings me to work every day, mm -hmm. that my why is that client that, that needs, that they need me mm -hmm. and I need them. And, you know, we, and it's a, it's a group effort, you know, and I, and I always make sure that my clients know that too, you know, we're all in this together. You know, we have a great team of people that we put together to help them through their process. You know, they're not on the Island. It's not, you know, once you sign good luck and we'll see you around, you know, we're here forever. And, you know, and I want them to know that and I want them to feel that. And, you know, I think I've, the feedback that I get, I'm very happy to say that, you know, I, I think they feel that from our team. They feel that from me. They feel that from the, the group of people that I introduce them to. And, you know, you can't ask for anything better than that. You know, yeah. I mean, I have my tagline is begin as clients, remain as friends. I love that. I love it. It's in her wow. bio there, and it, it's such I a great it. tagline. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to end the show with that. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to say it for yeah. us. But that is so amazing. I well, love that. And I do. I mean, I have some clients that, you know, we've stayed in touch with forever. You know, some lady that was a walk-in in my very first, you know, probably my first couple months at, you know, um, when I was uh, with uh, – <laughs> um, but it was when I when I was with that other company. Um, I like that better. With the other company. The other company. Um, 
but 17 years later, here I am. And, uh, <laughs> but no, um, I mean, and we still keep in touch with her. She's 92 years old. Yeah. You know, we still keep in touch with her. We That's still wonderful. keep in touch with people that, you know, I mean, I've made such great friendships through this business, and I want to continue that. And that's, you know, that's my goal. That's yeah. where I want to go with it. And the rest, of, the rest of it will happen. You know, the rest of it will fall into place. It's, you know, but if you keep the people peace of mind, you know, top of mind, yeah. that's, you know. It's that's, the ma- that's the magic. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, one last question. What are your thoughts about reviews? About reviews? Mm-hmm. I need to get on board with those because I really have never reached out for them. And I, it's silly not to, you know, because that is – I mean, I, you know, anytime I go to look for something, I check the reviews. So, you know, if somebody's looking at me and it's like, oh, nobody talks about her. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and the reality, yeah, and the reality is, oh, but as well, it's 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 common process now because of the accessibility that we have on our phones. I do it when we go to restaurants now. I used to not. Mm-hmm. I used to not. I don't care. Oh, you want to go there? Yeah, let's go. I now. Hey, let's just see what the reviews look like. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I'm starting to dump into the reviews with Amazon. Before mm-hmm. I'm I'm a prime guy. I just want to look at it, find it, buy it, prime it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But now I'm like, well, let me check the reviews. Let me make sure the product's actually sustainable, good, so on and so forth. But the reality is now everybody is it's so easy to check and they verify you almost like that check mark on your social media outlet. Mm-hmm. Your reviews say who you are. Yeah. Right? So I, I, I encourage everyone in our organization, especially now more so than ever, is build that review, build that review, build that review. You have amazing clients that you do help year after year that certainly would not mind establishing a review, giving you a review, you know, uh, something. Right? Well, Brian Sohn said something when he was, uh, it was one of the business growth uh, classes we were doing. And he said, the great thing about a review is, is it's evergreen. It's, it's not good just today. It's good all the time. It's good next year. It's good the year after because it's like the guy standing on the corner and he's jumping up and down saying, hey, I love Jose. I love Jose. I love Jose. And, it's, and that goes on t- until you want to quit printing it. It's, it's always there. A review never expires. It doesn't expire. There it is. It doesn't have an expiration date. Right. Right? Perfect. Okay. You've been awesome. We've really enjoyed you having here. Is there a last comment that you would like to make? Let's see. Um, as far as the whole real estate gig, I mean, if anybody's interested in the industry, I would never, ever discourage that. I think it's a great industry to be in. I think it's a great business. It's a great way to reach people, and, you know, it's fantastic. Of course, I have to say Remax Gold is my favorite. And, uh, <laughs> no, it has. I wish we had a. a well, she's tied up. Yeah. Here it is. She's tied up. We'll untie her now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I found it. There's the clap. Yeah. And, and even though you're not paying me to say this, um, no, it is. A she is not a paid endorser, guys. Yeah. Well, and I wouldn't be here for 17 years if there wasn't a reason behind that. You know, that's, so, that's wonderful um, to hear. Yeah. Uh, you know, our culture. And, and the fact that we really embed ourselves in making sure we're a family, mm-hmm. first and foremost, makes mm-hmm. a big difference. Right. Well, and one of the things that I think, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off no, there, no, go but ahead. one of the things that I think has always been great is that it's always about us and our clients. It's making sure that we have the tools that we can to promote ourselves, promote our clients, and make sure that we can we can be out there and, and stand stand above the rest. And, you know, that, that makes a huge difference. Okay, to get a hold of you, uh, phone, email is... 
calling your cell phone. I have all your information in front of you. I'm going to place it out there. Are you okay for that? Sure. Okay, guys, anybody who's listening out there in the, in the real estate world that's interested in getting a hold of K uh, Roberts here on the local level, you can reach her at 314-409-4113. Her email is at kroberts at remax.net. And I'm sure they can find you through social media outlets as well. You're Absolutely. on social media. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, we want to obviously thank Thank you, Kay. Thanks for being here. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're very busy, but you are, you know, we consider you a foremost expert in our industry and, and also in our offices. So it was great to really have you here and experience a little bit and, and get really in, inside the, the the mindset of Kay Roberts and what you do, right? Uh, the only thing I want to know is how do you deal with Frank Roberts? <laughs> And for everybody out there, Frank Roberts is a good friend, but he's also her her husband. I drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they go to a lot of wineries. Yeah, that's we, right. We keep the wine industry in business, that's for sure. I love it. All right, guys. Well, listen, that's our show. We appreciate you, Kate. Thank you for being here with us this morning. A You know... Any questions, obviously, this is going to be out there for all you Spotify fans, Apple fans. It's going to be out there to, uh, momentarily shortly, yeah, right, Brent? It'll be definitely out there, out there tomorrow. It'll be out there for sure Friday tomorrow. But, again, we want to take uh, take a little opportunity here to thank our sponsor, Homestead Financial. We really appreciate them. You know, Obviously, one of the best, one of the key best lending institutions out there in the, in the St. Louis region and nationally. I know they do business nationally now, too. They do. Brent, as always – Thank you. Kay, thank you very much. We will see you here next time on the Get It Right Show.